0: So head on over to SpeakToPete.com and let's have a chat. Welcome back to another edition of the Business Owner Breakthrough. And we're digging into the Colby system here in this little six-part mini-series. Last week, we talked all around identifying, and it really stemmed around the Colby A assessment. And if you remember from last week, the Colby system as a four-part unit is really identify, optimize, align, and expand. But it always starts with the Colby A. That's why we dug into Colby A last week. Talked a little bit about the Colby A to A assessments when we're merging somebody else on the team and you and sort of the things around that. Today, we're going to dig a little bit deeper into optimizing the team when we can look at not only those individuals from one person to another person, but also overlaying that on top of the entire team. And I think this is a really exciting part of the Colby system. And one of the reasons why I became a certified Colby coach, because I really love the team dynamic of it. If you think of it from the 5P perspective, when we have our promise and we're aligning our product, our process, and our people to that to get the right amount of profit, this really lies into the people portion when we're optimizing our team. And, and that's what I really love. And remember, last week on the ColBA, and I love to start this too, because there really are no bad scores on the ColBA index, right? Your score is a perfect score for you, but you will have different scores on your team. And everybody else's test assessment is a perfect score for them. This is the interesting part when we talk about crucial conversations and we talk about how we collaborate with others, right? And reduce conflict, communicating effectively and collaborating is a really important piece. And when we know each other's cool BAs, then we can set up our language and set up our information and talk in a different way that's easily understood because each of us knows where each of us is coming from. So we're going to use an overall team here for the example here today. And and if you are listening to this on the podcast, you can head on over to YouTube as well, because at YouTube, I'm sharing my screen and showing you some graphics here that might make a little more sense, but hopefully you'll be able to follow along in the audio portion too. It's really, really interesting stuff, but it's even more interesting when you can see the graphics. So uh, Simplifying Entrepreneurship is the podcast channel on YouTube and you can find this episode over there as well. So when we talk about reducing conflict, and we talked a little bit about the Colby 8A reports last week. Well, here in this example, we've got two people on the Colby A2A report, Georgia, and her score is an eight, six, four, two, and Herb, which is a three, six, seven, four. And on this, whenever we do Colby eight A's, it will show you the areas right in the report where you can have and will have probably have the most conflict and the least amount of conflict as well. So when we look at this, Georgia's fact finder is an eight. Well, Herb's is a three. When we have a difference as big as five, then it's a potential for high level of conflict. And that's why it's flagged red here in the high level of conflict, right? Anytime you have three or more, you can potentially have a little bit of conflict. So when we look at their follow-through scores, they both have a follow-through of six. So as figured here, how they organize they're going to have a low level of conflict. And then the next one is their quick start, right? And Georgia has a quick start of four. Herb has a quick start of seven. Well, with a three difference, that's a medium level of conflict. Remember four and more is a higher level and potential for conflict, right? Implementer, Georgia has a two and Herb has a four. So it's also a low level of conflict. So really interesting to see here, where they could potentially have conflicts in their communication, in their process management, in their thought process, and in the way they actually implement. Right. So when we look at the different bars of energy on this, you can really tell how people will start, like Herb's going to start with quick start energy, where George is going to start with fact finder energy, which is the red. And you can really understand along the way about if you're having a conversation as A group of these two people and how they're going to get projects done. The more interesting thing is here's the spreadsheet of strengths for all 14 people on this team. And when we look at this, we can either go down all of their numbers, which I'll quite honestly do in a lot of group settings, or we can even look at the bar there that shows the colors. And when we look at this bar, just briefly, we can see that a lot of red is where people start off Their decision making and their innate sort of thought process. And the red represents fact finder. So there's a lot of fact finder energy here on this particular team. And we can see some of the other energies here too. But really interesting to start overlooking when we have our team report on how the team works as a unit as well, because it creates good communication for when we get together as a group, either your own particular leadership group or whether you're working with your. Uh, project management teams. So as we go from fact finder to follow through, the people that are high follow throughs love charts, graphs, and lists. I'll use Michelle who works with us as an example. She's a high fact finder and we use Trello as our project management tool. She has everything listed out, very detailed, very straightforward. And she really loves to use that system to let her know and to let everybody else know where everything is at. And it's just a wonderful way of moving through different things. And it works for her. It works for most of the other people too, but I'm a low follow through. So sometimes I have to be prompted to go and make sure that I've checked all my things off because I'm not naturally one of those people. So she'll prompt me knowing that I'm not naturally a high follow through. And this is where the things really start to happen and really start to work well. On a quick start, I'm a very high quick start. I'm a nine on quick start. So In my case, I like spoken words. I like ad libs. I'll use language like new, unique, and challenge. I'm a change agent essentially, right? But if you were communicating with somebody who is a high quick start, you'd probably want to have a conversation with them in order so that they can absorb the information in the way that they need to in order to get what you're asking of them done. And then we get into implementer. And from an implementer standpoint, implementers love props and demonstration face to face. They want to see it. They want to feel it. They want to touch it. And if you're trying to speak the language of an implementer, you'd want to talk about quality, about concrete physical evidence, about all of these different things that really can you can touch and feel because that's the way implementers like to communicate. So when we start getting into team problem solving and we look overlay the four modes fact finder follow through quick start and implementer and dig into last week about counteract react and initiate. So we have 12 different areas of a team and here's our full team that we were looking at overlaid into the 12 different areas and you can see right off the bat for those of you that are watching here on YouTube that fact finder. In the simplify area, which is the area from one to three, they have nobody there and they have nobody in the demonstrate area, which is the implementer side from seven to 10. So those would be areas of weakness on this particular team. And if they were going to look at maybe filling out those areas in a new hire, the alternate would be potentially if they need somebody to do either of those areas to outsource those areas for somebody who is a simplifier or somebody who has a high implementer score. And we could do that really by looking through their Colby's and overlaying them onto this team dynamic. And if we look at, you know, there are some other areas here where there are a lot of people are in the specify area of FactFinder, which means people really like their information on this team, right? So it's really kind of interesting when we start overlaying these things on a full team. Now, the other part is understanding what kind of team you operate in. Are you a collaborative team where you're all working Together and usually in the same area where you're working as a development team, you're working together through like in in retail. Often we're working together in the same room, even helping each other get through the day. Are you an independent team, which is a lot of people that work at home and work independently, and they come together for certain things, but really are pretty much independently working of anybody else on the team? And are you a hybrid team? So those are the three different types of teams. I have a test if you're wondering really and want to be specific about what kind of team you have. I have a little test with Colby that we can have you take. Just let me know. Reach out to me at Pete at more.coach, Pete at dot coach, M-O-H-R dot C-O-A-C-H. And I will send you over that little test to help you identify the type of team that you're operating in so that you can really better understand that. But when we think about the different types of teams out there and overlay our Colby... Some of the issues arise when there's too much of the same energy, right? If we have too many fact finders or if we have too many follow throughs and we don't have the alternate side of the equation, that's the other piece, right? When there's not enough of a given strength, like we had used the example of not enough simplify in this particular team. And then there's the group conflict area where there's polarization, where there's a lot of one to three in the different areas and there, or, and a lot of seven to 10 in the different areas and nobody in the middle to sort of bridge the gap. When we pull out the team distribution here, we can really understand where they're light and where they're heavier. And it's said that if we can be in the middle in the react zone from that sort of four to six area about 50% of the time and be 25% across the board in the counteract and 25% in the initiate. That's probably the best team distribution you could probably get. So in our sample group here, we're obviously a little bit low on simplify and demonstrate in that we have 0% and very high on maintain at 70%, specify at 69%, envision at 62%. So you can see where we have some cloning there happening within our entire group. It's just an interesting piece of the puzzle when you can look at that so you know the team dynamics of your group and what their strengths are. So we can pull the reports on these for you as you lay out all of these different things so that you as the leader of your organization will have a better understanding of your team. And the beautiful thing is when you share these reports with your entire team so that everybody knows everybody else's strengths. Everybody knows where everybody else needs help. We know how to communicate with each other better and we know how to get things done so that we can move through from promise, through our products, through our process, through our people, and ultimately to obtain the right amount of profit. And remember, having the right team and spending the right amount of money and spend, and enabling your team to do the best work that they can do and to live in their freedom zone, essentially, is going to create the best business for you. So next week, we're going to dig into the align side. And next week, we're going to talk about two other Colby assessments called the Colby B and the Colby C when we start aligning our team onto our accountability chart. So now we've talked a little bit about identifying Colby. We've talked about optimizing team. And the next piece is when we start talking about what does that person do on your team? How do they perceive their job? How do you perceive their job? How does that align with who they naturally are? And how does it align with your accountability chart? So if the whole Colby system sounds interesting to you, all you have to do is go to to speak2pete.com. That's speak2pete.com and book an appointment with me. And I would love to talk a little bit about how we can inject Colby into your business, into your life as a leader, because it's really powerful stuff. So it's time to turn the power of Colby on in your business. And until next week, Make it a great day. An Ironic Media Production. Visit us at I-R-O-N-I-C-K Media.com.